Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I am Regina DeChico. And I'm Christine Drynan. And we're here and we're talking everything. Well, first of all, happy 2024. Hello, 2024. I mean, it is a new year. Where, I mean, it's a new year at Gallivant, and we're talking about 2024, and that means we've got to start planning if we haven't already, Christine. We've got to start. I mean, we have an article up on the website called The Top 24 of 24. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love when you do these articles. I love it. Because everyone has to have goals. Yes. And just because our goals involve travel, food, mm. fun, having a good life, there's still goals. Yeah, that's right. That's right. These are real things you can shoot for, everybody. And you deserve them. So because we do deserve them, and everybody listening deserves them, what are our top destinations in 2024? Where should we be thinking about? You know, I, I'm just going to cover a couple of them. You'll mm -hmm. have to check out all 24 of them on Gallivant. But we're going to go big, and we are going to put Bhutan up there. Oh, and now why are we putting Bhutan up there? So Bhutan, in any time is a lifetime destination. When a country measures their productivity based on happiness, so instead of gross domestic product, theirs is gross domestic happiness. That's incredible. I did not realize that. Yes, like there really is a country that cares more about the happiness and well-being of their people than they do about the how much production you're getting out of your manufacturing or whatever that stat is about. And now wait, how, how, do they, how do they take that into account? I mean, how do they know how happy people are? So they have done surveys upon surveys. Like if you look, there are UN papers. People have done their dissertations on how Bhutan measures this. But it is one of the happiest places in the world that I went in 2020. Mm -hmm. And it was in January that I welcomed, sure. welcomed in the new year. Mm -hmm. And everyone should have that feeling that they are just so profusely happy in their life and so grateful that you cry because you are so happy. That's unbelievable. And as you know, I'm not a crier. It's not my thing. No. <laughs> no. So what can we highlight about Bhutan? I mean, obviously being happy, but how are they making us happy? So one, the country is pristine. There is barely a drop of pollution. In fact, I don't think there's any pollution there in Bhutan. And it's scenically beautiful. It's a country of mountains that even flying into the capital, you cannot fly into the capital of Bhutan unless you have a special license, pilot license to do it because you're flying in and you feel like you're flying literally right by somebody's house. And you're going through the, the Himalayan mountains there and mm -hmm. it's like these mountain passes are literally like the airplane and how it floats is absolutely surreal. Like I felt like I saw somebody in the shower. That's how close wow. we were to people's homes. Yeah, it is such a unique place. And it's, it's the kingdom of Bhutan. Mm -hmm. The king and queen of Bhutan are, I think, equal to Will and Kate as far as how beloved they are right. as royals. Everyone loves the king and queen of Bhutan because they have the most pure, beautiful mm -hmm. hearts. And when you have international hotels like Como and and beyond and Amman and Six Senses, which are four of the top luxury hotels in the world, as far as hotels that really focus on experience, mm -hmm. opening up in a destination, you know that there is something so incredibly powerful and beautiful and cultural and experiential about a place. And so Bhutan, because one, it's just going to make you so happy. And two, it's just one of those places where, you know, sometimes when people are, are really bummed, it's because they're living in the past. Right. 
And sometimes when people are super anxious, you're living in the future. Mm. But when you are just happy and you're grateful, you're living in the moment. And so Bhutan is one of those places in your life that you'll go to and you will live in that moment and you will want that moment to last forever because you are in a place that you just feel like your heart and your soul and everything is just being fulfilled. I love this so much. Is it hard? I mean, you're listening. I'm hearing you talk about flying into the capital. Is it hard to get there? Do you think that's keeping people from going there? Well, newsflash. Okay, newsflash. Breaking news. Breaking news. (laughs) They are going to have a direct flight from Dubai to Bhutan. Before it was pretty hard. You'd have to go through New Delhi or you'd have to go through Nepal. I went through Nepal. It was like incredible to go through Nepal because I'd never been to Nepal. But I will say that now that they're going to have a flight from Dubai to to Bhutan, to Timpu, I think is how they're going to fly everyone in. It is going to be a game changer. Okay. Absolute game changer for people. Because, I mean, Dubai is so easy to get to. Right. You can get to Dubai. And Dubai in itself is a great city. You know, we've talked about Dubai, you know, and hey, put Dubai on your list right, of not. places to go to. <laughs> they actually are on our list for 24 of 24, but I wasn't going to go too much into Dubai. But, like, Dubai is also another place you want to go to. So, I mean, two birds, one stone, guys. Right. Right, and now that's a little easier to get there. Let's let's stay ahead of the curve, everybody, and then plan this trip now before. Because by the way you're talking about it, Christine, I feel like this is going to become a place where everybody is going to be going. Absolutely. And you know what? They want tourism back in the country. That's great. Before, it used to be almost prohibitively expensive for mm-hmm. most people to travel to Bhutan. But now they have lowered or lowered the decrease to the minimum spend that you have to have as a tourist. Right. Okay. So. I mean, I don't know. I stay at like Amman and I stay at Six Senses. And so like that kind of blows it all out of the water. So I'm not really sure what the minimum amount is. And I'm sure all of you watching this too are also going to stay at Amman and Six Senses and Como and Embian. So it's expensive. You automatically mm-hmm. make it just by like even touching the, the search button on your computer for those hotels. It's so expensive, but it's so well worth the money. And Bhutan for me is a top place for 2024 because they really are opening it up and that flight coming from Dubai is a game changer. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, and now I see like a classic place on the list, but maybe for a different reason this time, Paris. Why are we going to Paris in 2024? There's a little event called the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, if you're kind of into like the Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. you're into like track and field, seeing all these like top athletes around the world, they are hosting the 2024 Olympics this summer in Paris. And there are two ways you can go. Mm-hmm. One way is like a normal person, as right. you should. <laughs> um, you know, try to book a hotel, try mm-hmm. to get an Airbnb, sure. try to get into anything you can get into because a lot of things are already sold out. But of course, people have to cancel. A lot of things happen. Um, and then you wait in traffic for around two hours to... Oh get from one part of Paris to another part of Paris, which sounds excruciating. But hey, when you want to do something lifetime, like going to the Olympics, that's what you're going to do. You're just going to kind of deal with... Right, to say you're not only seeing the Olympics, but with the backdrop of Paris, which is the part that makes it really unbelievable. It's going to be incredible, actually, to be able to see the Olympics in a world-class city like Paris and like just such a lifetime destination. Mm -hmm. To see the Olympics there is going to be incredible. But I will also give you the inside track. Oh, At Galavant, yes. we have been booking VIP packages. Like yes. everything we do is VIP, but we are doing VIP packages that give you an Olympic vehicle. Oh, so what? What is an Olympic vehicle? Good question. Uh. I did not know this until sometimes. Like I'm like, wow, like I, I can find really great ways to spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> and the Olympic vehicle is 
there are special lanes for official Olympic vehicles. So, like, to get the athletes, the prime minister. Right, that makes sense. There's some people that cannot be stuck in the traffic you were talking about. Yeah, there are some people, and that's you. And that just means that for enough coin, I can get you an Olympic vehicle to bypass that traffic because you have the special plates and you are like cruising past all these people who are waiting in traffic for over two hours. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So it takes like 20 minutes when you have an Olympic vehicle and you know, you get to stay at a nice hotel, you get to go to opening ceremony, closing a ceremony. There are going to be amazing parties going on. Like it is going to be the place to be. Personally, I would be a little miserable having to wait in traffic. Sure. But you know what? At the end of the day, who cares? This is the Olympics. This is Paris. Mm -hmm. Like, this is such a lifetime experience to be able to go. And so, for that reason, it is on the top 24 of 24. I like the reason you can go both ways. Yes. You can just do it to be there. It's once a lifetime. Yes. But also, with Galavant, you can do it (laughs) another way. There's no, there's no wrong way, everybody. But you've got options with Gallivant. That's what we're saying. <laughs> and we love that. We love that. Amesh. And now another. Now what is happening in Greece? So Greece. We talked about the best hotels opening up in Greece. Yes. For whatever reason, the one and only opened up a hotel oh. as well. There's like the Mandarin Oriental. Mm. They're opening up a second hotel. The top hotel brands are opening in Greece, and they're not opening on an island. They're literally opening on the mainland. And so one of the nightmares, and you just deal with it because you want to be in Mykonos. Mm-hmm. You you know want to be in Paros or Antiparos or wherever. Yeah, you can still do that, or you can bypass having to take that small plane that's probably right. going to get canceled. Um, or there's going to be something wrong with, like, you know, the waters are going to be too rough to take the ferry or whatever the case is. And you can actually stay on the mainland of Greece. And it's like opening up whole new destinations that are even within, like, you know, distance to Athens that, like, are an hour outside of Athens. And so all of these new hotels opening up, like, from the big big brands, like right. Mandarin Oriental as well as One and Only, it's a reason to go to Greece this summer. Right. And now is the time to book because otherwise it's going to be way too late to book. I kind of love that mainland Greece is like, listen, we have reasons to visit us too. They know people are coming, but they're going to the islands. Yeah. And then mainland Greece is now like, what about us? And they're really making sure people are going to go there. And they have incredible beaches. They have incredible beaches. They have so much culture and so much history. And so like, why not? Like, why not make it a little easier on yourself? And like, I've always loved Aman Zoe. Mm -hmm. So for me, I haven't been to Aman Zoe in a while. I am absolutely going to Aman Zoe which is one of my favorite hotels. It's part of the Amman group. Like, I'm a tonal Amman junkie. I can't help myself. <laughs> but I cannot wait to get to Greece this summer because of the beautiful hotels that have opened. Oh, I love... No, that, I feel like that's making it exciting. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, islands, islands. But what about us? Yes. On the mainland. Well, good. Well, we're coming. We're coming. And then now, what about, I mean, Japan? Oh. So, I will say that last year, Japan was the hottest destination to be. And to me, that's like going to St. Bart's or Aspen during Christmas to New Year's. It's kind of like an amateur show when you have everyone and their mother coming out in droves trying to get to Japan because Japan was closed for so long during the pandemic. And they finally reopened and everyone was like, oh, my God, Japan, Japan, Japan. And it was so expensive. It was so busy everywhere. And for me, now the hype has died down. I don't need to go to a place when there's a million tourists around. Right. And Japan 
like they have the most incredible ski resorts in Japan. And finally, they're opening up luxury hotels in the ski resorts. I've heard rumors that Amon, once again, because Surprise. I'm obsessed with Amon. <laughs> I've heard rumors that they're going to open up a ski destination, which I'm super pumped about. But they have like the most incredible Amon in Tokyo that I haven't been to yet. And so for me this year... I am going to Japan. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen because we're going to be filming our travel show, I think, yes. pretty soon, which will oh so be announced soon. But I am absolutely going to take during my downtime or else back from some of the destinations mm-hmm. we're going to. I'm going to try to do a little pit stop in Japan. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. Yes. Can't wait to hear about it. And now tell me, tell me, I'm looking at the list and I'm also seeing Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Um, yes, one of the oldest destinations mm-hmm. that you can go to, but let me tell you, you would stay in like this rickety little sure. old hotel that was like, fine, you know, whatever, it's it's charming. Right, or authentic, whatever you, you're telling yourself. Authentic, Authentic. Yeah. But whatever, you're drinking like incredible Bordeaux right. and like, why not, you know? Right, like, of course. It's amazing to be able to drink great wine in Bordeaux. Yes. But now finally, there are new luxury hotels that are opening. Como opened up recently. And Como just does really low-key, luxurious hotels. And they were the first to bring a real luxury hotel into Bordeaux. So now you don't have to rough it in, like, these authentic or whatever you call them hotels. You know, you have real world-class service. But even better, I think, in my humble Mm -hmm. opinion, is I love the Royal Champagne and Champagne. Mm -hmm. The Royal Champagne and Champagne. Come on. Yeah. Like, I can't make this stuff up. Like... It's the best hotel in all of Champagne by far. Once again, they brought real luxury into Champagne when like in Champagne it was like the really like authentic luxury sure. whatever. Like I don't want to stay in those places. No, it's it's very like on the surface like they're all beautiful and it's almost like oh my god, yeah, but then it it's like a little harder to sleep, it's harder to shower. Yeah. It's hard like it, it, everything is a little you want to act like we're not spoiled, but there there are times where it's very tough. It would be nice to have like a modern bathroom, like you know, like a beautiful pool, a nice spa, like great service. Being able to plug food? in all your appliances. Yeah. I mean just things like the outlets. Right. It's it's like very cute and very gorgeous and we love it. However, but I, hey, hey yes. look at our hair. We both have good hair. Right. This hair doesn't do itself, guys. No. Like no. this I've, takes work. I've blown out many a dryer where I forget I'll put it in the converter and then I'm like, Regina, what are you doing? The vo- this can't handle the voltage. Yeah, like either half your hair is burnt off or you take down the power of the entire hotel you're staying. Right. So the point we're making is it's not really like being a little snooty or something. It's you just want to have the conveniences where you're Yeah, used to. like a nice bathroom. Well, I plus think that, the wine. Plus the wine. <laughs> I think that the Royal Champagne is gonna have a little bit more than a nice bathroom. Right, yes. They are opening up a hotel in Bordeaux. Um, I hope it opens in 2024, but Bordeaux is a place that is being revitalized. So not only do they have some of these like cool, like younger brands mm-hmm. of the old Bordeaux houses opening up, like the kids are now doing cool stuff. I feel like they are really revitalizing the whole experience of being able to stay in Bordeaux. No, I love that because you, you want to keep it alive and you want to keep the experience yeah. alive and you do have to at some point. They like move on with the times. No, I love it. It's exciting. Yeah, and I mean, we like wine. We do. Right? Like, <laughs> we're we're going to put up with whatever to have the wine, but it is nice to know our hair will look great exactly. <laughs> while we're exactly. drinking. Exactly. Um, so put Bordeaux on the list. Put Bordeaux on the list, yes. And now this is something I feel like everybody's always talking about Portugal, but like, what can you tell me that's making Portugal different in 2024? Comporta. 
And most people are like Comporta. I don't know. Right. I don't know about Comporta. I've been to Portugal several times and I don't know about Comporta. So Comporta is like the Hamptons of Portugal. What? Yes. But it is where celebrities have been going in droves for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say who because some of them are our clients. So I right. can't <laughs> say who. But they have been going there now for quite some time. And it's where, like, they're even there during New Year's. Like, people, like, just go to Portugal on the DL. Right. And it's, so, it's so quick. Yes. For Europe, it's, it's such a quick flight. But it's a destination that is just like the Hamptons. The most incredible beaches. I think better beaches than the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. And authentic towns. More authentic than the Hamptons. Right, right. Like, <laughs> the authentic Hamptons. I do not think that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Mentoli Sport. But Comporta. Comporta in Portugal. Beautiful hotels are opening up. Christian Louboutin is going to have a second hotel there. Mm -hmm. Like he has, a, you know, his first hotel opened up in like the town right next to Comporta. Oh, wow. And there are... Like, there's Sublime, which most people have never heard of, but that's, like, one of the best hotels in all of Portugal. So, Portugal is on the list for 24 again. I like it. Yeah. And now, now part of Portugal I've never even heard about. Yeah. You're always uncovering things, Christine. That's why we have to do this. Well, even on the beaten path, you know. Right. So, I mean, there are so many. We have 24 total destinations. This should be in a 24. But, I mean, quite honestly, like, there are 195 countries. There are destinations everywhere that you should go to. You know, so for me, I am doing a little off the beaten path this year. Um, I, I have Yemen on my list. Wow. Yeah. Which is, I know everyone's like, what? <laughs> I'm actually bringing a group of people to Yemen. Um, we are going to stay in Socotra. I'm never hitting the mainland of Yemen because I don't think that that's a really safe place for me sure, to be. That makes sense. But Socotra is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It has like some of the most unique indigenous species for both plants and animals. They have stunning beaches. It is just a place where I promised myself I would never ever camp again after hiking Kilimanjaro, but it is the place where I'm actually going to camp. Again, wow. that is how beautiful it is. And we're gonna do it in a luxury way. Yemen is not on our list of 24 for 24, but it's right. on my list for 24. No, I love that. I also love how you find a place where it's like, probably shouldn't go or maybe not do mainland. But I feel like, Christine, you also make those places. There's a way to make almost anything accessible, yeah. sort of. There's there You can always like find a way to do something where it's like, okay, maybe not exactly like this, but you know what? If we move a couple pieces around, like it's still possible. I can make virtually any destination in the world possible no i love that i love that and shall we shall we end on i want to know a little bit more about morocco okay if you think that everyone is going to morocco it's because they are <laughs> and there's a reason why and it's not that you know so morocco had a really tough time last year with right. the earthquake but yes. what people do not realize is that marrakesh was largely unaffected the atlas mountains like my heart goes out to everyone there mm -hmm. and they're rebuilding, though. You know, the government of Morocco is putting infrastructure back in. They're rebuilding. The hotels are going to be better than ever. But Morocco is a place that if you've never been to Africa, it is a great place to start. Okay. Northern Africa, 
beautiful, beautiful place. And, mm. you know, when a Four Seasons opens up in Casablanca, which was formerly just a place that you would just take the airplane from and sure. completely, like, avoid Casablanca, you know that there is a compelling reason to be there. Yes. And so, besides the Four Seasons of Casablanca, Tangier is a huge up-and-coming destination within Morocco, another place that people would skip over, but now beautiful hotels are opening up there. Eswira, which is, like, right on the beach another incredible place to be that a lot of people don't go to and then of course there's Fez and there's Marrakesh mm -hmm. like why not so right. Morocco much more accessible than Yemen right. not nearly as like oh my god mm -hmm. why are you going to Yemen Morocco if you want to do something that's just going to be exotic and different and experiential and beautiful and right. shopping and food and culture and desert Morocco it is. And you know, as you talk about all these hotels opening, it makes me think like they're saying, please come. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, don't be afraid of these destinations. They're literally bringing in these hotels yes. to entice us to go. I mean, there's a Four Seasons. How bad Right. No, be? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> come on. It's like, don't second guess yourself. There's a Four Seasons there saying it's time to come. No, and the message has been received. The message has been received for seasons. I love Christine. I'm so excited now about starting the year. We've got so much travel to plan. I can't wait to see where you go. I have to decide where I'm going. Uh, and then we have to come back to this couch and tell everybody about it. We will be here all year, guys. Oh, my. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, my God. Of the top places to go in 2024. And we can't, see, like, we can't wait to find out where you travel to as well. So we'll see you next time. And off the cuff, I'm Regina DiCicco. Christine Drynan signing off. <laughs>